Hello, lovely being, grand rising, or good night, or good afternoon. Um, I started saying grand rising instead of good morning because this, I found out that morning means to mourn. It's literally um, like, you know, all these words um, originate from like Greek words or from a different narrative, you know, and mourning literally means to mourn. And I don't want to mourn my morning. It's something grand. It's something new. It's something has the potential of birthing something more beautiful. Um, and so that's what I want to start this off with. So wherever you are in time and um, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're having a beautiful day and I hope that a stranger smiles at you today and I hope that you can smile at somebody else. I'm actually going to, as you guys know, this is a very casual podcast and as I talk, I'm going to let my cat out of my room. I don't know if you guys can hear him. Mick! <laughs> this is Mick. His full name is Mick Jagger. That's his name since we got him as a kitten. And now suddenly he doesn't want out. So there's going to be a lot of that in this video. But so this video is going to be about struggling with depression, anxiety, and loneliness. So I put on my Instagram a few weeks ago what you as a collective want to hear and this is one that stood out to me because I have quite a different opinion on anxiety and depression than I did three years ago or two years ago um and some of this might be a little bit controversial but at the other point um I'm entitled to my own opinion and same with you and you're asking for my advice and my own interpretation on resilience from this world and so I hope that you can unlock that part of your mind that has a set mindset about mental health. And I hope that you can open yourself up to something new. I hope that every time you listen to my podcast, you're open to something brand new. Um, so the first part is I think that the more we give ourselves the identification of being anxiety or being depressive, the more the mind creates an identity around it. It's just like an affirmation. If you tell yourself you're loved, you're eventually going to realize, wow, I'm loved. Same with depression. Oh my God, I have depression. I am so sad all the time, this and that. And I understand we live in a day and age where being sad is normalized. But depression can only live in the past. And I'm trying to do this in not like a pessimistic way. <laughs> Or like a sarcastic way. Because depression takes a lot of people's lives. Um, and I get that. And that's a trigger warning on this as well. But at the same time, it's because society makes it so normalized to be so sad. We have music that literally talks about killing each other. We have music literally about the destruction of animals. We have music like these underlying comments and music. That's a form of manifestation. We have these songs about like all this very scary stuff um, and talking to friends, there's balance and everything. Um, but when you talk, when it talks about killing, when it talks about being not a good human being and a lot of songs in this day and age literally talk about underlyingly trigger warning raping women. Like I just fucked that girl and she was drunk. That's rape. Like, all these underlying things, no wonder our society, and especially this Gen Z generation, we grew up being so 
riddled with anxiety and so depressed. I was diagnosed with depression and ADHD, ADD at a very young age. I started taking pills when I was, how old did I be in seventh grade? I know it's different United States versus EU or the UK. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think I was like 13, 13 when I started medication and that medication made me a zombie because it made me stop being like hyper and it made me stop being very chatty, which that's my personality. That's my way of connecting. But I was told by teachers that I was way too much. I've always been way too much for people. And then I started getting quiet and I wasn't enough. My grandparents, my parents started asking me, well, what are your hobbies in life? What do you want to do with your life? Why do you just sit in front of the TV and not do anything? And I was literally a zombie. I did not know how to do anything. Like, and I would get so emotional when they would ask me this because I'm just like, you're stripping the creativity from me by having me take this medication. And now you make me feel bad because I don't have a hobby. And so I I felt when growing up, I've always felt like I was too much or I was never enough. Right now, I don't care what people think. You know what? I'm enough for me and people that love me and want to learn from me and that I can hold space for think that I'm enough as well and you're enough as well. You're never too much or not enough. You are you and if you're embracing that, that's the most beautiful part of your human existence. But... So going back to the making connections from the labels. So also me going to therapy, my therapist, I've gotten a multiple multiple therapists, multiple of them um, for childhood trauma. And they would make me identify with depression or anxiety. They would never tell me that I'm, they told me I'm always going to have anxiety or depression. And that's a societal lie. If anybody tells you you're always going to have an ailment, that is not right or correct. Certain mental illnesses, yes, it's ingrained in your DNA. Bipolar is a lot different than um, anxiety or depression, but anxiety and depression is a state of mind, and that's the controversial part, is people think that they're stuck in a loop, but no. Depression can literally only live in the past. So if you're always thinking about the past and all the things you did wrong, The past isn't there anymore. It's already happened. You can't go back. Not unless you have a time travel machine. There's no way of going back. I'm going to be so brutally honest. You can't go back. There's no point of being stuck in that rut. And when you're full of anxiety, it's because you're scared of the future. I've been telling what I've been struggling with anxiety. It's because I've been so scared about what could happen in the future in certain like sequences. And I had to tell myself, There's no future. The future is inevitable. What's already going to happen, you being anxious about it, isn't going to change it. There's divine timing. That's what I believe in. And what you know is already going to happen. It's going to happen either way. And if you choose to... Okay, first of all, anxious minds. This is something that I am hard on myself about. In a good way, hard. You... Like, like, again, you can't control what's already going to happen, but our minds automatically go to what is the worst thing that could happen. Oh, like, let's say going on a date. Let's say the person could be an awful person and they would still have to drive you home. That's, like, the worst thing that could happen. But rather than instead of that, looking at the balance and looking at the um, change of perspective in that, 
wow, oh my god, I have this opportunity of going to a date. This is so freaking cool. This person could turn out to teach me a lesson either way as long as I'm open to it. And like finding the best in the situation rather than finding the worst. So that that change of perspective, I've been talking with my friends about that change of perspective. So that's something huge. So anxiety can only live in the future, which the future is inevitable. You can't control that. And depression can only live in the past. Literally, they are constructed to time. Spirituality is realizing that time is just a construct and that time isn't real. So also do some shadow work on that. Time isn't real. Um, And then when it comes to loneliness, oh, loneliness is different because it's not an identification. Loneliness is... Sometimes you just have to feel lonely. And once you feel that loneliness and you embrace that feeling of being lonely, you realize you're really not that lonely. Like during, I don't want my video to be triggered. During these past two years of this virus going around, we had to stay in our houses at one point for like six months. A lot of us were so fearful to leave the house. I remember being inside and literally tracking the days. I was inside at my house, just on my property for like 70 days. Um... And I was so fearful to leave. Fear is also going to lower your immune system. So you can't be scared. You have to embrace. You have to realize that what's going to happen is going to happen. And you can do your diligence to be safe in what you mean. What you think it means to be safe for your circumstances. But loneliness a lot of the time is, for me at least, I feel lonely when I attach myself to people. So I've been so independent for the past two years because of the circumstances of the virus going around and um at first before that that's when I had my uh, what people want to call a spiritual awakening which I call a spiritual reawakening and uh, a sense of enlightenment what the buddha calls it where I had to feel my feelings and I had to understand my own capacity of the feelings that I was going through. And it it honestly sucked ass. It was so hard. And it's going to be hard for anybody because society tells us to suppress our feelings. Um, and we're not meant to do that. So when I feel lonely, it's because I have attached myself to my friends and I'm scared of having to feel my feelings again. But when you can learn to embrace your feelings and realize, I can learn a lot for myself right now. Let me just have this time to myself. Let me pick a new hobby. Let me do my own thing. You'll realize that there's no such thing as loneliness. It's a state of mind. Um which is kind of contradicting. I'm I'm a learning being and sometimes I'll say things and then I'll learn something and then I will totally reiterate it in a different way and that's never to be confusing. It's just because I'm learning and growing and I find out new information every single day. But um, loneliness is something totally different than depression, anxiety in my opinion. It's It's more of a state of mind rather than a label. So... And before this, a a few minutes ago, I said something else about loneliness being another terminology. 
sometimes I literally say things and then I brain fart and then <laughs> it's it's just totally different. So, you know what? You know what I mean. But I don't do not give yourself the label. Every time I've gone to therapy, they tell me that I'm going to have anxiety and depression and ADHD for the rest of my life. Yeah, ADD I will have because that's ingrained in my little brain cells. Same with, I don't have bipolar, but people that have bipolar, same for that. But depression and anxiety is a state, is a state of mind. Okay, now I get what I'm saying at. Loneliness, depression, and anxiety all correlate. I'm saying that they're different because they're labels given to human beings um, to make them identify, but no. Anxiety, depression, and loneliness are all states of mind. Once you get past them, you realize they're not that bad. So that's my final statement. Thank you for listening to that final statement. They are states of mind. States of mind meaning that you can always change them and they are not inevitable. So that is my full-on opinion on all of this. Um, Some people really don't like others saying because they want to give themselves the label as being being depressive. They have their whole identity centered around taking um, depressive medication. Again, very controversial. Some of you guys are not going to be happy with me saying this kind of stuff, but this is my own entitled opinion. I don't mess with medication. I've been on it, and I, I, I told you I felt like a zombie on it. The side effects were not fun. I've been on um, an ADHD mixed with an SSRI. SSRA is anxiety medication, made me feel like a zombie, literally had side effects of, I heard things, um, like, and it was scary at one point, that was a side effect, and I was like, are you serious, <laughs> this is normal, like, I understand that some people have to take this medication, but try something else, we have all these plants on this earth to be tried out, there's this awesome, um, holistic medicine called skullcap and basically I do things holistically that's how I prefer and I know that all not all my listen all not all my listeners do holistic medicine but if you ever want to talk about holistic medicine I can send you information on what holistic medicine really is um and so basically skullcap I learned about this about a year ago and it's this herb that grows in a super super loud environment so when you take it as a supplement it can alchemize your anxiety because it's used to a loud environment and so you if you're anxious over your um overwhelming environment it alchemizes that for you because it knows how to transmute because it has grown up in a loud environment isn't that so freaking cool like, this is why I love Earth, and this is why I prefer, like, things like that. Our ecosystems are so cool. There's so much to learn about Earth outside of man-made prescription stuff that causes issues. Again, very controversial topic, but I'm entitled to my opinion. I shouldn't even be giving that because I'm entitled to my opinion and I don't care what anybody else thinks, but... um. I just want to plant a little seed in your head to that. And so you know what your heart truly desires. You know what your intuition is truly saying for you. And something doesn't resonate for you. Try something new. And try something new. Um, but 
you're always going to have feelings of loneliness. They're going to come through um, different times in your life, and it's a growth period. It's a time for you to be alone and to feel your feelings and to detach from the people that are around you. You don't have to permanently like detach and like break up with them or tell them, oh, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. But all you have to do is take a step back and realize that you don't need, you will live without them. And when we get attached to people and we're codependent on them, we feel like we're not going to live without them and that they are our backbone, but you should always be your own backbone. So I guess that's the end of this episode. This episode is a little bit more blunt and I'm (laughs) not a super blunt person, but when it comes to these topics, um, I am more blunt because... I I fully have understood to that extent to me what that means and I'm giving you another avenue from what society says so thank you for listening and thank you for being you and thank you for being open to learning and thank you for opening your mind up to these these new topics and I thank you for dressing that way and starting down the street with your head held high and your back straight And healing because you healing is healing your parents, it's healing your grandparents, it's healing your lineage, it's healing your neighbor, it's healing your dog, it's healing, like pets absorb your beautiful energy once you start healing. And I always talk about the tsunami of love, your smiling at a stranger creates a ripple effect of love around the world. So you got this and you're beautiful and you're kind and I use beautiful as an umbrella term because whatever you identify as, you're allowed to be beautiful. Male, female, non-binary, you're allowed to be beautiful either way because beautiful to me means it's an aura. It's a way that an individual glows. So I'll talk to you again later.